Hi, I'm Payne Nelson, and this is the Sports Corner Podcast. Listen to us live on Thursdays from 7.30 to 8 p.m. and on Fridays from 12 to 1 p.m. on WFMP.org or on 88.7 FM in the Mid-Hudson Valley. Hello, everybody, and welcome to uh, the Sports Corner. I'm Adam Koplick, joined by Zach Tokash and Peyton Ellison. Now, if you've been listening to the bonus episodes of the Sports Corner the past couple of weeks, we've been doing a lot of, uh, not a lot of, we've been doing all, uh, this game we like to call Pass or Trash that Peyton hosts, and um, we are actually going to do that for both the uh, new episode, or not the, the main episode, and the bonus episode, so it's going to be an hour-long segment of Pass or Trash, and with that being said, uh, take it away, Peyton. Uh, well, before we start Pass the Trash, we do have to uh, mention that Aaron Boone, the Yankee manager, is taking a leave of absence to receive a pacemaker. Actually, he received it yesterday. Um, he is out of surgery. He was in the hospital overnight, and he is expected to recover within 48 hours. Still, um, when you have to receive a pacemaker at 47, that's never all good news. So um, we wish the best of luck to Aaron Boone as he recovers from the surgery. Also in local CU New Paltz news, um, the schedules are being released as we speak for the sports that are returning for the spring 2021 season. Um, you can get those on mphawks.com or our Instagram page at mphawks. Now let's play a little bit of past trash. If you are someone who watches the bonus coverage or the podcast, uh, you should know that we, I basically read out a headline, a tweet, whatever. And basically our job is to pass the take or where the headline is or trash it. So are you guys ready? Born ready. I believe you. All right. So we're going to start in the NFL. And because this is an hour long thing for this week, I'm going to go by sport or try to go by sport. And we're going to start with J.J. Watt. Um, I forget when exactly he signed it, but at some point in the last week, he signed a two year, $31 million deal with the Arizona Cardinals. Of course, there was a little bit of confusion because there was a another social media website where his quote-unquote verified account um, had Green Bay, what was it, Green Bay Peloton account. Yeah, Peloton, Peloton account. I AJ have, Watt. Kind of clever. I have no idea what Peloton is, but we're going to yeah, roll with it. on the bike. It's the workout oh, bike. That commercial that like went viral like, a couple of Christmases ago. Yeah, like the woman no. who like the Peloton's the best thing he's ever given me, and like I'm like looking at the camera like help. Yeah, <laughs> it was tough, but no, he said <laughs> 256 Green Bay, Cleveland, and Buffalo. But nah, I mean, well, yeah, obviously the Cardinals are neither of those teams. Of course, JJ Watt will be pairing up with uh, DeAndre Hopkins once again, who was once a fellow teammate, but then got traded for. Um, a pair of Raycons. So, 
Uh, I'm going to start with Zach. Do you pass or trash the signing? I mean, I think it's a great... I want to trash it because I was hoping that, of course, we were going to get all three Walt brothers in Pittsburgh. I thought there was a slim chance. I mean, I knew with it was going to be tough with Ben signing and the contracts going there or that and who we're going to be letting go on defense anyways. But I was really hoping that uh, he was going to come to Pittsburgh. But I think it's great for him. It's great for Arizona. I mean, Arizona looked promising and young. Um, so, yeah, I think it's it's great for both sides. So hopefully they can do well out there. Yeah. Uh, I also pass it for both sides. I think it's a good deal for Watt. It's basically what he was getting paid in Houston. And, um, yeah, good, good on the Cardinals, pairing him with Jones. Russell Wilson's going to really want out after this year. But um, I'm kind of surprised that Houston couldn't trade him. I don't know why they didn't trade him, because this is basically the contract that he had with Houston. And I don't know why a team wouldn't want to take on the contract if, you're gonna, if he can go and get this in the open market. So I'm kind of surprised that they weren't able to reach a deal for. I mean, the team would have paid three million more dollars. So, yeah, I I, I pass it up for both sides. So. I do have to add though. I think it's amazing that I don't know if it's sure or not, but there were some tweets I'm sure you guys saw about him passing on the Cleveland Browns, who were offering more money than the Cardinals. Yeah, I saw that. I thought that was pretty good. I don't know if it's sure or not, but I mean, Phoenix and Cleveland, you know. Warm, you know, in terms of the weather, at least that's a no-brainer. So, I mean, yeah, that that's true. Um, I'm going to pass. I think this makes the Cardinals somewhat legitimate contenders because you know uh, they still have DeAndre, they still have Kyler, and now there's a lot of people saying that this will be one of the best defenses in football next year. There's also a lot of people that are saying, "Oh boy, the Cardinals are going to go from." Eight and eight to eight, eight and one because um, the schedule is 17 games starting uh, next year. But I think this is a very good signing for the Cardinals, and I and I think they will do very well next year. Don't forget At- also you got Canyon Drake, Chase Edmonds. I mean, oh yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you got some good players back there. But yeah, sorry. Form legend Chase Edmonds. Um. Sticking with the NFL, I don't know. Yep, Adam's here. Um, it is it is salary cutting season in the NFL. The salary cap was cut from 210 to like 180 because of the coronavirus and of course the effects that has on the economy. So one notable guy that has been released is Cal Van Noy of the Dolphins. I'll be honest, football is like my third sport, so I don't know how good Kyle Van Noy is. But based on the reactions from my two fellow co-hosts and the internet, I'm going to suppose, to suppose that he was a pretty good linebacker. So this is just about the overall um, landscape of salary cutting in the NFL. Adam, do you pass or trash? Um, I think in terms of the Van Noy move, I think it's too early to tell because I think that that may be respond. There may be another move there. They're, they're cutting salary cap space, but for this, <clears> you know, the, the NFL just signed a two billion dollar a year TV deal, uh, like two billion a year. 
So, and I understand that they probably lost a lot of money last year. So I understand the cap going down. I think it should go back up after that TV deal. But um, I think it just is another example of how the NFLPA is just not that strong of a union. And the fact that the NFL is easily the most dangerous of the four sports and the guy's career can end like that, yet they don't have fully guaranteed contracts is kind of insane. Um, but at the same time, I think that, you know, I, I think that as long as people are consistent with their criticism, then I, then I think that you have to do what's best for your team. So I don't think that you should be, um, I don't think that you should be calling out Deshaun Watson for trying to choose where he wants to go and try and demanding a trade. And that in that same way, you shouldn't be calling out the dolphins for, you know, I mean, this is what Draymond Green said that, you know, if a player, this NBA, obviously, but if a player demands a trade and wants to sit out so he doesn't get hurt and he can get out of there or to make make sure he doesn't get hurt for the season, I mean, for the free agency, he's seen as toxic and doesn't really want to help his team win. But when a team sits a guy out so he has because they want to trade him or cuts him right before they have to, right before signing bonus kicks in, they're seen as just doing what's best for the team. So, um, I think that in terms of a football move, I don't think it's that I I don't understand it because they it's the same regime, it's the same uh, defensive system. He had a solid year last year, so I don't understand why they're moving. Why they like they knew that this was going to be a cap hit, so I don't know why they're moving on this quickly. But um, I think that you know a, the the salary cap should rise, but there comes a point where. Like the difference between baseball and basketball and football is that you don't have – like baseball, because there's no salary cap, there's no limit to how much the owners can spend. So when they don't spend as much, you can, you criticize them more, but there is a limit to how much the Dolphins could spend. And they've reached that limit. And if they want to get maybe Deshaun Watson, you know, they're going to have to free up space – so they don't go over that limit. So I, um, I'm, I'm somewhere in the middle. Uh, I, I trashed the modern salary cap. I think it should be higher, but I guess I passed the idea of, you know, trying to move around salary room to make your team better. I, I, I I'm with you. I think the salary cap's awful. I, but I just, how much more revenue can the N, does the NFL need? They've got, so you're saying the two billion from this deal. Now they're saying that Thursday Night Football is only going to be moved to Amazon Prime, so we're going to have another big deal there with them signing. I mean, we have something new every time, like, people sign. Like, there's just so much – there's so much more. Now we have the NHL uh, adding uh, sponsors to the helmets and adding it to the ice. I mean, we've already had the ice and we've had this, but now we're adding more and the digital screen on top of it. So the that it's changed. Yeah, so that it's changing every time that the puck leaves the ice and a new ad's coming in on the ice. Like, it's just unbelievable how much. I I understand they're taking the hit, especially with the pandemic and the tickets and everything. But yeah, I don't know. There's got to be a point. I just don't understand why the NFL needs a salary cap. They basically print money with, of course, the TV deals and the Super Bowl. The only day of the week. Yeah. On the day, you know, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, but yeah, I, 
I guess if there's a salary cap, there's there's no point in trying to trash it because it's a hard salary cap. You cannot spend over this amount of money. So I guess in that regard, I pass it. But in regards to having a salary cap period in the NFL, yeah, I trash. Um, I was going to go to the NHL next, but some news just came across my desk. According to uh, the sports media reporting Mongol, Andrew Marchand, ESPN made a huge offer to reunite Skip with Stephen A. Smith. Now, of course, from 2012 to 2016, those two paired up for um, the first rendition of First Take. Well, the second rendition. Um, but instead, Skip decides to stay with Fox Sports on an on a $32 million contract. Um I'm going to start with who's going to give, um, you know, yeah, I'm going to start with Zach with this. Wait, one. what is it? Um, so basically ESPN tried to renew to get Skip Bayless back on ESPN, but Fox uh, gave him $32 million to stay with them. God, I would love to see them back together. I mean, that would just be. That's electric every time. I mean, I love watching Stephen A. Smith regardless, but the two of them debating, I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. Um, so I got to trash that they gave him more. I mean, I wish ESPN grabbed him, but yeah, that would have been nice to see them back together. Um, I trash the fact that Skip Bayless just got four years, $32 million. I understand why he did, because people hate watch him. But, like, it just, like, the, the dude just says things to be, you know, a, to, to be a story. Like, like, that's why he says things. Like, and it's, it's just, it upsets me that, like, you know, he's able to just get that gigantic deal when his entire show is just, you know, trying to piss people off. And good on him, you know? I mean, he, he found something that worked. Um, yeah, you got to find your niche, I mean. That, that's that's yeah. fair. But, uh, I mean, I, I do think that ESPN can do better than Max Kellerman, probably, with Steve and I. I don't, I don't think that they're oh, the best. I like combo. Max. I don't dislike Max Kellerman. I just think that, I think that Skip and, like, like you kind of have the... It almost seems like Max Kellerman's a really smart guy that almost sometimes seems like he's trying to be controversial, which because Stephen A is controversial and because Skip was controversial, he's trying to like replace Skip. That like you know you you need someone like Skip is uh everything he says is controversial, so like that's why he was good with Stephen A. That would have it would have been cool to see them back together. I don't know how long it would have lasted, but like um. Like you kind of like Kellerman and Shannon Sharp are kind of that same like down like more normal people that sometimes will say things to try to be in news stories, but they just aren't naturally news stories like Stephen A and Skip are. But yeah, I mean, good on ESPN for making the effort. Yeah, right. Uh, I think everyone knows my opinion on Stephen A at this point. Love the guy. Uh, of course, there's been some takes I don't agree with, but that's that's life. Um, I am still very upset about Skip Bayless with the take he had with Dak Prescott and his yeah. 
depression. So yeah, that there's really that. Me off. Yeah. So in that regard, I trash it. But I mean, to have those two together again, yeah, that would be a great pass. But the but Fox, of course, thirty million dollars. What are you gonna do? Um, now we move on to the NHL. Um, Sidney Crosby, the great, um, what position does he play? Oh, center. <laughs> I, I tell you guys, I don't know much about hockey. Anyway, the great center for the Pittsburgh Penguins, um, was out because of COVID protocols. Um, you know, that's all I have to do to introduce the topic. Um, there's a possibility that he'll be out tonight. He is out. He, he is? Yep. You know what, Zach, take, take over the rest of this. I, I no, yeah, I wasn't sure if he's going to be out or not um, tonight, but he is. Word on the street, I don't know how true this is. I also live with six Islanders fans, so I don't know how true it is. They said that after the last Islanders game, a fan and him came in contact at the Marriott, and due to that, he's now under the COVID protocol and has been evaluated and everything. So, I mean, absolute trash if that's the case. I mean, I couldn't imagine if, like, a Pens fan did that. Like, that would be national news. Everybody would kill the Penguins because everybody's looking for any reason at any time to just trash the Penguins. But this happens to Sidney Crosby, the greatest player of our time, and nobody's going to say a peep about this, only that he's on protocol. Absolute trash. Let's get the full story out. I want to know why the Islanders are trying to sabotage us after we beat them four out of five times last month. Terrible. We'll be back after this. You're listening to the Sports Corner Podcast. Hear us live on Thursday evenings on radio and Friday afternoons on WFMP.org. This is 88.7 The Edge. So about two minutes ago, we just randomly went to commercial. Sorry about that. We, um, I, I didn't pay attention to the clock like I should have. So, um, yeah. So the, yeah. Okay. We'll just go right back in the passive trash. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's biological warfare, basically. Um, I, I, that's, uh, I, I don't know. Um, it sucks that he's out of COVID. Obviously, he's one of the best players in the league still despite being in like his 16th season he's like in his 16th season he's like 31 years old which is weird um i love crosby but yeah uh i if someone knew they had covid and went up to him then i trash that because why are you at the marriott if you know you have covid uh if they didn't and went up to him and they were wearing masks and didn't go that far up to him, then, you know, that's just kind of, you know, that's just kind of the way it goes. Um, but it's, the, the, it sucks that the NHL has been able to get after we kind of seemed like we were going to have some tough outbreaks. I mean, maybe there will be again. Hopefully there aren't. I think there's, I think Crosby's the only guy on the list right now. So I think that's yeah. cool on the NHL that there, there were, we've been able to get, not on the NHL, it's just cool we've been able to get those cases down I know Kapokaka has missed a few weeks. Um, he still is a little sluggish, they said, so he's not playing today. And, you know, this disease, it, it's really tough. I mean, obviously, it's a tragedy throughout the world, but, like, 
someone like like Mika Zibanejad on the Rangers, he's saying that he's not feeling the effects of COVID, but there's he you know he's been so bad and he just been a step slower and he had COVID right before the season ended and. You know, a lot of these guys are feeling long-term effects. I know Rasmus switched the line, and I think it was on Buffalo. Said he's been he had a horrible effects to it. Still feeling it. You know, it's we, we've kind of we've got to understand. You know, when these guys come back, they may not be exactly what they were because these effects last for a few months after for some people. Um, if anything, that this should just be a reminder that we are not out of the clear of this virus yet. Um, of course. There's three vaccines out right now, and things will continue to get better as those are distributed, but we are not out of the woods just yet. So please continue to follow all of the protocols, whatever rules that are in effect. Yes. There, there is no pass or trash for that. I understand. Pass, yeah, pass. All right. Um, there are some other football topics I wanted to get into that I forgot about. So... The Washington football team has released Alex Smith. Of course, we know the whole story. Um, a couple of years ago, he uh, broke his leg in a very gruesome um, injury. Uh, almost lost his life. Almost lost his leg. Um, ne- no one ever thought he would play football again. But two years later, in week five, he made his debut uh, went five and one as a starter. I know quarterback wins don't really matter, but for the sake of the story, I'm going to say it anyway. And pretty much led the football team to the NFL playoffs before T- Taylor Heineke took over in the football team's one postseason game. Um, I'm going to start with Zach. Do you pass or trash? I, I mean. You guys know, <laughs> I know I got a little little mean on Alex Smith last time when I was talking about him with the uh, comeback player of the year, and oh, yeah. don't get me wrong, I'm very happy for him, but he ruined it for Big Ben, but I mean, <laughs> happy he has a leg and everything. Um, I just, I think it, I don't know, I think it's good that he's, I hope he's not looking to be picked up. Um, I know he probably is, because given the fact that he came back and played and everything and played how he did, but I just, I think it's time for him to just hang it up. I mean, uh, I saw him in an interview with Terry Bradshaw, and Terry Bradshaw was just like, why would you come back and, like, just, just please just sit down and be happy that you can walk and run and move and stuff. Like, nobody needs to see that again, and we know that you have, like, a rod in your leg, but it's fine. Like, so I do, I pass that he was drop and hopefully that he'll stay out so i don't know maybe like cbs or somebody will pick him up to like analyze or something so it'll be good yeah i also sadly pass on the drop like i mean it's an amazing story it's awesome he came back but he wasn't that good last year um i think he and maybe he go i think i I would be fine with with like the giants picking him up as a backup i think he could play a couple more years as a backup um help mentor some young some young QBs but uh yeah i it, it's the right move from washington he's just not what he used to be and 
Um, and, and it wasn't just like, it wasn't just the injury when he got injured, he was not playing, like he wasn't a, you know, he was on the down, he was regressing. And then you add that in with age and a gruesome injury. Um, yeah, his, it sucks, but he's probably done. And, um, I, I know there were some points he wants to play again next year. Like Zach said, he, I mean, as a backup, sure. He's just not, he's not a starter anymore. But it's the right especially move from Washington. The, it sucks, but yeah. Especially with the quarterbacks that are out there and where we don't know where yeah. people are still landing. Like, it's just, yeah, it's not the market for him. It's not the, no. especially for a starting position. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to guess if they're releasing Alex Smith, they have plans to bring in someone better than Taylor Heike. What are you talking uh, about? They just signed oh, him. Wow. Even Heineke, I, I mean, Heineke's really, like, genuinely, like, he's not that bad of an option. I, I don't think he's he'd be a bottom 10 Let's starter. Let's give the guy a shot. Let's I, give him yeah. a season see what happens. We gave Duck a season, didn't we? <laughs> I think they're going to... Honestly, I think that they're, they're going to end up drafting Mac Jones. That seems like a really good fit for him. I, I don't really believe in Jones that much, but they've the Steelers. A, I, think, I think that's a solid fit in terms of his ceiling's not that high at all, but they can put a solid team around him. I think he could be a solid quarterback. So, And I, I think that, that would be a good fit for Matt Jones, just kind of as a plug-and-play guy. I, I would have to guess that Alex Smith, though, is going to get a backup job, job somewhere. Definitely. Uh, yeah. So, uh, second yeah, with absolutely. the NFL. Well, kind of sticking with the NFL. Um, we have former, one and a half minutes left, by the way. Adam I'm has remembered how to tell I'm time. all over it. Okay, so I'm going to save the story that I had planned for um, after the break. Instead, we're going to go into the NBA a little bit. So there was a advanced analytic graph released. Um, I don't know exactly where it was, but... I found out somewhere we're going to um, talk about it here. So there is a graph where the x-axis is getting to the rim and and the y-axis is finishing at the rim. So this is basically every single player in the NBA, um, guards and forwards and centers all combined. So um, up top, you have Zion Williams, Williamson basically finishing at the rim at a high percentage. And then there's Andre Drummond all the way at the bottom. Somewhere near 3.5 um, at getting to the rim. And then finishing at the rim, it's it's bad. Like negative six. He's like all, around, all alone in the bottom right corner. We only have 10 seconds, so... Um, we will continue this. Yeah, we'll continue that. Andre Drummond is horrible. Thank you for listening to the Sports Corner. <laughs> I'm Adam Koplik, the timekeeper. I'm all over it. And, uh, yeah, they tune in tomorrow at noon, and we will see you next week or tomorrow at noon. You are listening to the Sports Corner Podcast. Hear us live on Thursday evenings on radio and Friday afternoons on WFMP.org. This is 88.7 The Edge. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Sports Corner Bonus Coverage. I'm Adam Copley, joined by Zach Tokash, Peyton Ellison. Uh, if you tuned in yesterday's episode or the last 30 minutes on the podcast, we've been doing a little pass or trash, and uh, we're going to continue that right now, hosted by Peyton. I will try to actually 
pay attention to the clock right now because you have to keep the first half 18 and a half minutes, then the next half eight and a half minutes. We accidentally went 20 and a half minutes for the first half. So we went six and a half minutes for the second half. And I'm realizing you guys don't care. So Peyton, take it away. <laughs> All right. So where we left off, um, we were talking about Andre Drummond and his uh, very bad ability to finish at the rim. Um, of course, a lot of contending teams are interested in Andre Drummond, including my Brooklyn Nets. Um, Adam, should he be? AKA no. past trash. Uh, trash, anyone actually giving up assets for Andre Drummond? He's on a gigantic contract. Um, and he's not very good at basketball. Um, he's like, you know, the numbers aren't that bad. He's averaging 17 and a half points, but the dude's shooting 47% from the field, like 47% from the field from a guy who lives in the paint, like on this graph paint was showing literally almost three and a half, uh, getting to the rim rating, the best in the NBA. He gets to the rim better than anybody and he's shooting 47% from the field. Dude has taken, um, like no three, like one three this year. He's absolutely atrocious. Um, like no, no one should be interested in him. One block a game. A lot, he we gets a lot of rebounds. I don't really care that much about that. I, I I understand the Nets. You know they need something. They can get on. I think I I think they're they may be the one team that's not a horrible fit because they don't need him to do anything offensively besides get rebounds. Um. But the problem is if he gets a rebound, you can't trust him to shoot it. I think he's horrible. I wouldn't give up any real assets for him. But if the Nets gave like a second rounder for him, I mean, good on them, I guess. I, I think that could be a fine deal for them. But I think that – I think whoever trades for him, because I think he's going to get traded, is going to get robbed. Because I think they're going to end up giving up like a first round pick for him. Because 17.5 points, 13.5 boards a game seems not terrible. But on 47% shooting, it's just unreal. Uh, one. Oh God, you God. Yeah, uh, I would just like to say one of the greatest quotes I've heard about Andre Drummond is from the great Scott Bentley, of host of the Bentley Show, uh, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. I'm not sure if I can promote that, but I don't really care. Of course. But anyway, one of the things that he's always said about Drummond is that he could score like 40, give you 10 rebounds, it will mean absolutely nothing. So yeah. yeah. Um, Zach, do you pass or trash? Um, I mean, clearly he's trash. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at p- trying to find, like, I saw LeBron. I mean, clearly he's averaging pretty good. The one I think that surprises me, who's not finishing at the rim and getting to the rim often, is is that Donovan Mitchell at two and negative two? Uh, two and negative two. Who, or who is that? So right, he, right, I'm, I'm trying to find that. Yeah, right there. That's Malcolm mm-hmm. Brogdon. Malcolm Brogdon, thank you. UVA. I couldn't remember. I don't know why I thought it was. Yeah. That, I think he surprised me. But, yeah. I don't know. LeBron, what a guy. <laughs> what a guy. <laughs> what a guy. Uh, and, of course, baby Bron is all the way up there. So, Zion, though, that's freaking wild. Zion's ridiculous. I'm really happy the Knicks didn't win that lottery, though. Yeah. It would have been really bad. So, yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, 
You got you got to live with R.J. Barrett. And speaking of R.J. Barrett, that transitions into our next topic, um, the Rising Stars rosters for what would have been the game, but it's not going to be played because every single event is going to be tied into one day. And, of course, there's no time for a Rising Stars game. Um, so they released the rosters, and I'm just going to show it to my two fellow co-hosts. Basically, the U.S. team is all these uh, like good basketball, good, good basketball players. players, very good basketball players. Really good basketball players. And then the world team is basically just Denny and RJ and Precious. Precious. Ryu. And, and, and Luentz, of course. <laughs> so um, there is takes going around that the U.S. team would destroy the world team. Uh, Zach, do you pass? This or game pass? was actually supposed to be played. It it would have been played if of if course. no COVID. Oh, that would have been incredible. Like I couldn't imagine that score. That's yeah. I mean, I wish it's trash that we can't see this game, but yeah, they would have. I would love to see the outcome. I already know where Adam's gonna go with this. Okay, it's fair. Uh, so the the U.S. team would destroy the world team despite 79 points, I guess, from R.J. Barrett. But um, in terms of the U.S. team, how is Emmanuel quickly not on it? Not like I, I know it's not even me being a homer. The dude's been better than Anthony Edwards this year. Like that's not. I, I mean, like he's just been better. And he, I understand Edwards is top pick, but. I just don't, like genuinely like how is he not on that team? He's been a top three rookie in the league, definitely. Yeah, he's probably been the third best rookie. I think Halliburton's been better, and um, Lamelo's been better, but I think he's been the third best rookie in the league. I don't understand how Anthony Edwards makes the team over him, and even like I, I would understand if they want to showcase the first overall pick, and you know his he can throw it down and everything, but like this game's not being played. It's basically just like an honorary thing and I think Quickly's done more than enough to earn that honorary thing. But um yeah, I but so I trash that part of the rosters. The rest are ridiculous. I mean the fact that I don't even know I mean would um Halliburton even play on this team? Like it's just ridiculous Zion Ja Lamelo. It would have been so fun to watch. Lamelo and Zion would have been fun. What's your play. guys yeah. starting five here? Ooh, good question. For the US um, I'm not even asking for the world team. I mean, that's... Uh, yeah, I don't even know if I know <laughs> okay, enough. So... But Wiseman's probably the only good... Yeah, Wiseman's the best center, I think. Positionless um, basketball, though, so... And yeah, also, sure. it's it's a Rising Stars game. Like, I, no, well, yeah, really you still have some sort. I'd probably go Zion, Wiseman, uh, LaMelo, Ja, and... Scroll up a bit. Um... Probably Halliburton for the third spot, the fifth spot. I think that it may be a bit undersized, but who cares? It'll be fun. <laughs> okay, yeah, I I would honestly have to go with the same line. Did you say Michael Porter Jr. by any chance? No, sir. Did you? Replace, replace um, Halliburton with Michael Porter Jr. Yeah. Why not? That's fair. All right, so um, one quick story about the NFL. Former veteran NFL wide receiver Josh Gordon 
will be playing football again for the FCF Zappers. Per team owner by memory. Street owns them. <laughs> I had yeah. no idea what. Is that like the fan? Uh, yes. Yes, oh it is. Oh, my gosh. Uh, also, uh, also breaking news, um, Trevor May owns that team. So, what? a current New York Mets relief pitcher and Bob Mary own that team. They also have John Mizell. Um, this is all according to Adam Schefter. No freaking way. This I'm, is wild. This. And that is fantastic. Will, and Gordon will make his debut on... The last regular season game. Uh, so I to download this app. Yeah. <laughs> All of a sudden, everyone is interested in FCF. Right. I mean, Bob Mennery owns a team, and Johnny Manziel and Aaron and, jo- and Aaron Gordon, Josh Gordon are on it. That's wild. Uh, all right. So Cook owns I, it too. This is right. the greatest. Steve will so, do it. I love this. Rapid fire round. Pass the trash. Absolute pass. Heater. Yeah, pass. I, that's amazing. All right. So we're going to move a little bit abroad and talk about the Tokyo Olympics, which, of course, were postponed from last year. It's going to happen this year. It starts on July 23rd. And they are unlikely to feature foreign fans. Now, the story is that um a Japanese newspaper basically reported that it was probably not going to happen. It wasn't exactly confirmed by the organ- organizing committee, but that is the most likely plan. Adam, do you pass or trash? Uh, I pass it. I think they need to do anything they can to get the Olympics this year. I think the Olympics are always really dope. And I always love them. I, I, I actually at the Winter Olympics when there are NHL players playing more than summer, but I, th- I still think it'll be really enjoyable. Uh, and I think they had to do what they can to get fans there, and I don't blame them for not wanting foreign fans. And I mean, and we are specifically Americans, given where the country that has the highest numbers right now, um, to travel over. And uh, this is this will be in July. I think uh, I genuinely think things would be near 100% normal in July. But I still understand them not planning for foreign fans, and they're probably going to start selling tickets soon. So maybe something changes at the last minute, but I think right now that's a smart move. And anything to get the Olympics actually happening, even if there weren't fans, I'd be fine with. But obviously these countries spend billions to prepare for this, and they need to have fans. That's why they canceled them last year. So, yeah, I'm finally having – all Japanese fans at the games. I think that if that's what you have to do to have some fans there and have people cheering, then that's what you got to do. Yeah, I absolutely, I absolutely pass it. I think there's no need to why take the risk of anything happening. And yeah, it's just, we need to, we, they were supposed to happen last year. Let's get them in and let's be able to appreciate them. So I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going to pass as well, but I do think that we will be in a better place if everyone continues to follow the protocols by July 23rd. Of course, yeah, you I cannot do. plan for for that far ahead, um, considering it's the Olympics. So yeah, I, I'm just going to pass. Now we're going to talk about Jared Kalanick. Um, of course, 
the big storyline in baseball was the comments of the four former Mariners president. One of them being that they were they they basically said that they were going to hold back clinic solely because of service time. Now, ESPN broadcasted the Mariners Cubs spring training game yesterday, and they had on uh, what was it Scott Service, the Mariners manager. Um, and I think they asked a question about about the service time mani- manipulation. The best way I can explain it is to just give it a moment by itself. So let me turn my volume up, volume up, and uh, I've often said I've dealt with minor league players, young players, for a long time before I got this job. That players will let you know when they're ready. They really will. And that's just not the physical part of the game. Go, keep going. Out of way. And it's gone. Kelnick. That that moment did not um, get the credit it deserved. Um, Adam, um, for services reaction, do you pass or trash it? Oh yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I think that. I don't really either. I mean, maybe he has to have a bit, uh, maybe a bit more excited, but I think it's also spring training. No one's that excited for that many events in the spring. Um, I pass the hell out of Kalenic and Julio Rodriguez having really, really good spring so far, though, including Julio Rodriguez being a walk-off that scored Kalenic. I think that is awesome and perfectly timed. But, um... Yeah, from services reaction. I mean, maybe you have a. He probably he should have he should have had a bit more excitement for a home run. But I also think that it's been training and Jared Kalenic is someone with insanely high expectations. And um, yeah, I'm like, yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you on the like. It is spring training. Um, I think it is. I always love when during. We, what was the one interview? Uh, he was getting fired, or he just said something inappropriate, and and then uh, he hit the guy hit the home run. He was like, "I may not." Swing really a deep drive to left field. Yes, <laughs> Castellanos. <laughs> Absolutely, I love moments like that. Like when some like they're depressed, not depressed. Like that's terrible to say when they're like sad or serious or something, and then. Just have to continue with like something crazy just happened, like a home run or something, and they just completely say monotone. There will never be another moment like that. That is a once that, in a lifetime moment. That, that is absolute the number most one. Unbelievable moment I've ever seen. Dude yeah, is ever giving an apology that. for the day before he got fired because he said a homophobic slur the inning before disrupts his apology to call a home run. To I call mean, a home run. Absolutely insane. Yeah, I mean, just amazing. Yeah, so I yeah I passed the I mean because I understand like you were saying it's spring training it's whatever but yeah I love moments like that so I gotta pass it. All right, so speaking of commentary, Richard Jefferson, um, the former Nets legend, and uh, the guy that dunked on Clay Thompson at 36 years old a couple years ago. He made references to Bobby Schmurter and Mark Phillips on a Sunday ESPN telecast of Warriors-Lakers. Now, I think Richard Jefferson is, like, 
one of the more new school guys that really don't care about the unwritten rules of broadcasting and stuff like that. Um, so Adam, when you hear stuff like that, do you pass or trash it? Oh, I passed that. I mean, one, I did not know that Mickey references to Bobby Schmurda and Mark Phillips were in the unwritten rules, but I guess they do evolve. I, I mean, um, what do you I mean, mean by that? I mean, no play-by-play announcer is just going to be, like, about a week ago in the middle of a broadcast. (laughs) That's fair. But uh, regardless, I I, I mean, you know, as long as they're not – in terms of him making references, I pass play-by-play announcers, you know, making pop culture references. But as long as they're not forcing them and trying to sound like hip or using the word hip, then um, I think that – it, then I think it's great. Sometimes guys, you know, try to like be cool and it will sound really corny. But um, without not when I, I mean RJ is I think a fantastic announcer, so I pass that. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Um, I just saw with the uh, deal that, that we were talking about uh, the NFL's deal that Drew Brees is going to be groomed to uh, take over, I guess, or take on one of the shows. So I mean, it is going to get younger with the broadcasters and I I'm down for them to sit with Paul reference pop 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 culture. God, I can't talk reference pop culture and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, don't force it. Don't try to like be too much with it. There's like a certain line still, but yeah, I like it. Yeah. Um, we only have 20 seconds left before we do go to break and, um, in those 20 seconds, I'm just going to say we will be right back. Thank you for listening to the Sports Corner. We will be right back after these messes. Ready? Jizz. Thanks. You are listening to the Sports Corner Podcast. Hear us live on Thursday evenings on radio and Friday afternoons on WFMP.org. This is 88.7 The Edge. Welcome back to the Sports Corner. I'm Adam Kaplan, joined by Zach Tokash and Peyton Ellison. We've got 10 more minutes, or eight and a half to be exact, of Pass of Trash to give to you. And um, Peyton, take it away, my friend. Um, For our next story, we're going to... Break into a little bit of sports video game news. Um, a couple of weeks ago, it was leaked that MLB The Show would finally be having a stadium creator. Of course, that has been expanded upon upon in the last two days. Um, yesterday, there was screenshots released on what themes could look like in the mode. And today, uh, San Diego Studios released a video with Fernando Tatis Jr. and their puppet mascot. Um, detailing stadium creator uh i'm going to start with adam here do you pass or trash this and if you say trash i swear to god (laughs) i pass it i love that i think it's such a cool uh such a cool feature i would definitely do it except the fact that it's only going to be on the ps5 and i don't know if i will uh i don't know if it's a feature worth spending like like five hundred dollars and trying to get into restocks for but um Besides that, I if, if I do end up getting a PS5, I definitely will be using that feature for all the time. 
Um, I think it's such a cool feature. I think the idea of creating your own ballpark. I know it used to be in some baseball games, but uh, it's one of those things where a lot of sports video games that because they just don't have competition, they get very stalled. And Madden does that. This MLB had been doing this for years, where NHL, where where they don't, where they realize they don't have to, you know, actually make a better product, but people will buy, uh, will pay sixty bucks for a roster update every single year. So it's kind of refreshing to see a giant new uh, feature like this enter the game. And um, yeah, I I really am happy about that. I think it's really cool. Um. I'm not really a gamer, but like, so you're gonna be able to, you're gonna be able to make your own stadium. Why would you want to do that? Like, don't you want to just play in like? Why like, not? I was playing when I just want to like play at PNC Park. I don't know. This, 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 this is where the, um, this is where the essence of baseball does not reach Zach because baseball is one of those sports where the dimensions are pretty much endless. Like, there's, there's some restrictions, but. There, it's it's different between wall in, in Boston. They just put a yeah. giant wall. It's 48, 38, but yeah, regardless. Yeah. There, so there's like, there's water a, behind PNC Park. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's so, most, so wait, why would you not want to create your own beautiful ballpark? No, I want PNC. Like, it's already, <laughs> it's already got the skyline and everything. And the river, what more do I want? I can see my yellow bridge. Like, come on. I I always I do think about like when you say like you're paying sixty dollars every year for a roster update because that is so true. But and I guess people always wonder like what more could you do in that sense where how can you make it more than just a roster update? So that is cool that like that feature. I just I don't know. I just would like I probably wouldn't use it. Like just yeah, just play. Now, couple notes. This is also available on online modes so rank seasons all that fun stuff and people in the lb the show community and the 2k community when they were making baseball games have been asking for this since playstation 3 so it took two consoles a whole bunch of games um a series being canceled and bringing lb the show to xbox one xbox s but hey we finally got same creator um so just a quick story about the NBA. There's a big ref problem. I think it's noticeable. It's objective that it's a big problem. But part of the problem is players like jumping their way into shooting fouls. Now, we know what James Harden used to do, or probably still does. Um, he used to sweep his legs under a defender. Now there's more jumping into defenders at a pump fake, or in the case of Trey Young, they're moving back into a defender on a drop to basket. So a lot of fans are asking for this to be legislated out of the game. I'm going to start with Zach. Do you pass or trash this? 100% pass. I think it's absolute trash. Like, I, when watching it, like, I understand, like, I get why the players are doing it. Because, like, why not if you're up, like, if you're in that situation and that's all you have left or something. Like, but I think... I think it's such an escape goat, like that it needs to be implemented and taken out because like I'm tired of seeing that as like the scapegoat of like, oh, let me jump here and into them with their hands up and try to get something like 
So, and, like, that's always the call at, like, if they're not going to get their shot up for their, uh, like, the buzzer beater, like, it's always trying to jump into somebody or cause the foul. So, I do, I think that it should be um, started to be implemented out. I don't know how, I mean, that would be a lot to, like, just take out tomorrow. But, yeah, because, like, I feel like everybody does it nowadays. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I pass it. Yeah. I honestly pass it. Um, Emmanuel quickly does this a lot, and like I, I mean, it benefits the Knicks, but it's just really, it's just, it, it just shouldn't really be a part of the game. This whole, you know, it, it makes the game worse when a guy can't play defense. Like a guy has to worry about trying to chase the guy down because he'll just stop in his tracks and then you'll run into him. Like no, yeah, literally. Uh, so I, I'm happy. I mean, it's gonna be tough to get rid of, but I think that they definitely should. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's one of those loopholes in the NBA rules that players are just finding ways to exploit. Like the kickball rule, all you have to do is throw a ball off of someone's leg, and that's a kickball um, violation. We have two minutes left, so I want to get through this last topic because I think it's very important for everyone at the school. Um, But there was a lot of talk when Jane Slater, a reporter for the NFL Network, posted on Twitter, I posted an opportunity for an unpaid internship, and I'm amazed at the comments I get. It's not even for me. It's for someone else, and I would have jumped at it in college. I had three unpaid internships in school, double majored, and had a job. Shaking my head. Um, this self, a firestorm on Twitter, where every other topic, every other tweet was like about how unpaid internships are bad, how unpaid internships are good for some people, how unpaid internships are are an example of privilege. So I do want to get you guys' opinions on this as um, Adam A. What are you about to major in? Uh, data science. Um, and Zach? I'm communications and basically do social media marketing. Okay, so Zach is close to this, and I'm not sure how much time we have, but you can hear the rest of this on the podcast um, if you want to listen to that. Yeah, but anyway. I, no, oh, go ahead. You're going to take it real quick? Yeah. Uh, do you pass or trash um, unpaid internships? And Adam, you can interrupt if you want if we have to end. I absolutely trash it that people are – I can't believe people are saying negative things about her. I literally – I throw myself at unpaid internships just because, I mean, that's how you that's how you gain experience. That's how you are going to put yourself your foot in the door and get an opportunity and maybe get a, a career out of it. I mean, I've had three unpaid internships since I've been in college just so that I can build stuff on my resume. Like, the fact that people think this is wrong and, I mean, people are so privileged and think they should be handed everything and – be making a million dollars right away like you have to start somewhere like these people started somewhere like just like you so like put your work in and shut up like i yeah i think it's ridiculous i would to work at nfl network like unpaid inter- i don't care what i'm doing i'll pay to work there like just to get that opportunity so i agree in terms of like i, I had an unpaid internship at uh city new pulse and i personally would always doing unpaid internship i do understand the criticism just in terms of it benefits people who don't have to worry about bills when they're you know if you're trying to get your foot in the door but and you can get an unpaid internship but you don't have 
the money to pay rent, then you just can't do the internship. So I do think it does benefit a certain sector of people. But in so I I just think that I understand the criticism, but I also don't think that they should be. I don't I don't think they need to be banned, but I do think that there needs to be more opportunities for people who may not be able to afford an unpaid internship. But I don't think I I I don't think people should be complaining in terms of like I want to be paid a lot of money at right right out of the gate. But they but I understand people saying I need. I, I can't do this job unless I have some sort of salary to, you know, pay my rent and pay my bills and utilities and stuff like that. I think that's where it really comes down to is like these unpaid internships really can only be taken by people who have the means to afford it or have parental assistance. If you have neither of those, then it's it's not going to be a good time. I am a journalism major um, with a desire to go into sports broadcasting and journalism like I'm doing right now. This is unpaid, but this is kind of different because this is this is more of a media club more than an internship. Um, but for the other stuff I do, I write for a site called Dime Digest, so does Adam. I, I've never been paid for that in my two and a half years. And I also intern at the Athletics Communications Department, which is also unpaid. So basically, I'm doing unpaid stuff right now. But I find it a struggle to get into this major as get into this industry as it is, because number one, the sports industry is very, very competitive. Like everyone wants to do it. But the other thing is, like, if you want to do play-by-play, you're basically going to some middle-of-the-road location to call games. And if you're, if you have to do that for free, it's not, it's not logical. That's why there's funds out there now um, for people who are dis who are at a disadvantage to get funds to do these sort of internships. What I'm trying to get at is, is this. I don't think unpaid internships should exist. I get what you guys are saying. Like, they are necessary. Uh, and, of course, they are resume builders just to get your foot in the door. But if that's the only way to get into an industry – you're basically cutting off an entire group of people. Um, so some people that may be like me that are uh, dis- um, that are at a disadvantage because of their skin color. Um, so my my overall point is this: for certain majors, for certain industries, yes, unpaid internships uh, they can exist. But if they're going to exist while cutting off an entire group of people, then what's the point? Agreed. So, no, uh, yeah. When do you put it like that? Well, oh, my. Uh, well, thank you everybody for listening. This has been the Sports Corner. Uh, for Payne Nelson, Zach Tokash, I'm Adam Koblick, and we will see you next time.
next 